guys, I'm Lucy, and you're listening to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of storytelling. I wonder what adventure awaits us today. And now it's time for our thank you shout outs to our newest premium members. First up, it's Jessie and her little sister Margot from Greenville, Alabama. Teddy from Casper, Wyoming. Ellie and her dog Pipper from Forest Hills, New York. Casey and her big brother Jackson from Richmond in the UK. Mia and Jenna from New Hampshire. And David Reynolds from Los Angeles. Hi, guys! And here is today's story request. Hi, Lucy. My name is Kian, and I love listening to your podcast every night at bedtime. I would love to hear a story about finding a cyborg. I'm joined by my little brother, Rami, who is also a cyborg. We go into a cave and find a stone that turns people into robots. Where are we? asked Rami. Rami was Keon's little brother. And the pair of them had gone exploring in the forest. Keon didn't mind his little brother coming along. He was a good big brother like that. Keon stopped so that they could both look around. They had been climbing up a steep slope through dense trees for some while, but the trees were growing so thickly Neither of them could see very far. I think we need to be honest with ourselves, Remy, said Keon at last. We're lost. Lost? repeated Remy with a nervous voice. But, but how will we get home? Don't worry, Remy, said Keon gently as he placed his hands on his brother's shoulders. We'll find a way, and until then, we have each other. Remy nodded. If Keon could be brave about this, so could he. They continued climbing upwards. It was hard going because now even the small space between the trees was filled with bushes and thorns. But the pair went carefully, picking their root between the plants. After some time, they came to a freshwater stream trickling down the slope. Oh, I'm thirsty, Rami said, licking his lips. Me too, admitted Keon. This water must be coming from a spring. It's fresh and clean. I think we can drink it. Rami didn't need telling twice. They were soon both slurping big mouthfuls of the cold water, using their hands as cups. As Keon wiped his mouth with the back of his arm, he noticed an unusual stone in the bottom of the stream bed. It was purple and about half the size of his hand. Carefully, he reached into the water and plucked it out. What have you got there? Rami asked. Can I see? Oh, it's just a stone, said Keon. Here, have a look. Rami took the purple stone, turning it over and over in his hands as he examined the color. Are you going to keep it? Rami asked as he handed it back. I think so nodded Keon. I've never seen a purple stone before. And he slipped it into his pocket. 
Above them was a gap in the trees where they could see the sky. It was showing shades of orange and pink. The sun's setting, said Keon. What do we do? Rami asked quietly. Let's make a little camp here, suggested Keon. We'll gather some sticks to make a den, and then we can get a good night's sleep and find our way home tomorrow. Rami nodded his head, and the brothers set about hunting for sticks. The forest was noisier at night than they thought it would be. Thousands of insects called nonstop to one another, while small animals scrabbled in the undergrowth. But the boys were so tired that it didn't disturb them for long. In fact, it wasn't until the sky was brightening that they woke up. But it wasn't a gentle awakening by any means. Something was crashing through the undergrowth, smashing tree trunks and breaking branches as it came towards them. What is that? asked Rami, sitting up so fast that his head collided with the roof of sticks. I don't know, said Keon. Sit tight until we can see it. On the opposite side of the stream, the bushes were flattened as a lumbering figure pushed through the two trees. A robot, said Rami, a little too loudly. The newcomer stopped in its tracks and turned towards them. It was human-shaped, but made from a dull gray metal. Its green eyes stared into their den. I don't think it's friendly, said Keon. And sure enough, as the words left his lips, the robot stumped forward, splashing through the stream as it made straight for them. Keon, shouted Rami, what do we do? The robot was upon them, raising a heavy metal arm high in the air. Keon grabbed his brother and suddenly found they were on the opposite side of the stream. Just as the robot brought down its arm and smashed their den to splinters. Hey, how did we get here? Rami asked, confused. How did we move so quickly? But the answer was right there in front of them. My legs, mumbled Keon. What happened to my legs? Somehow, Keon's legs were now as long as a giraffe's. They had grown pushing them out of the den to where they now lay sprawled. And as they watched, the legs began to shrink back to normal size. The robot kicked the remains of the den to one side, searching for them. Oh, I wish I knew what was going on, Keon said as he dragged his brother to his feet. The robot had spotted them and was advancing once more. Get behind me, Rami! As Rami did as his brother had asked, Keon braced himself, holding his hands up in front of him. Then, just as the robot splashed through the stream once more, Keon's arms grew at a rapid rate. His open hands struck the robot on the chest, sending it spiraling backwards into the undergrowth. How did you do that? screeched Rami. That was amazing! I don't know, confessed Keon. He retracted his arms to their normal size and inspected them. My arms and legs, they're... they're robotic. I'm a cyborg. Cool, shouted Rami. I wish I could do that. A crash amongst the trees signaled that the robot was returning. 
But this time, Keon was ready for it. He used his telescopic legs to stride easily across the stream. Then, as the robot re-emerged, he used his arms to give it another mighty shove. But the robot was quick, too. It managed to grab one of Keon's arms in its tight grip. And for a second, it didn't look like it was going anywhere. But to Keon's surprise, another pair of cyborg arms appeared, hitting the robot in the chest. This push was enough to break the robot's grip. It staggered backwards, losing its balance on the slope, then disappeared in a rolling clatter down between the trees of the hillside. Keon, I'm a cyborg too, laughed Rami delightedly. I can see, grinned Keon. But how? And where did that robot come from? Rami pointed along the root of broken trees and flattened bushes that the robot had made. We could follow the path and find out, suggested Rami. It seemed like a good idea. They followed the path for 20 minutes before arriving at a round cave in a rocky cliff. Looks like it came from in there, said Keon. Come on, let's investigate. The boys tiptoed inside the cave, giving their eyes a chance to adjust to the darkness. Can you see anything? Remy asked. But his question was answered for him as they arrived at a large rock in the cave center. Beside it sat a backpack, who is that? Keon wondered out loud. He looked about him, but there was nobody else around, just the two of them. Look, Keon, this rock, it's purple, just like your stone, said Rami, reaching out to touch it. Stop, shouted Keon urgently, and without thinking, he stretched out his cyborg arm and grabbed his brother's wrist. Don't touch the rock. I think I know what's going on. Rami took a step back. What is it? He asked. I think this backpack belongs to that robot, said Keon. Why would a robot need a backpack? Rami asked. I don't think he was one when he came in here, but he touched this big purple rock and it turned him into a robot, Keon explained. Ah, oh, said Rami, nodding. And we both held that little purple stone. Exactly, Keon said. It must have broken off from this bigger stone somehow. It doesn't have the power to turn us into mindless robots, but it has given us cyborg arms and legs. Oh, I'm glad you stopped me from touching the rock, scowled Rami. I don't want to be a mindless robot. Without warning, the ground beneath their feet began to shake. Quickly, yelled Keon, get outside. The cave roof was dropping and the entrance was getting narrower. Fortunately, they now had telescopic legs. And so with one enormous stride, they were outside instantly. They turned to see the cave slam shut. But even more amazingly, now, a pair of eyes opened up on the rock face. Indeed, it really was a big, rocky face. The ground all around them was now shaking and beginning to split. So again, they used their long legs to get to a safe distance. Look, its body is coming out of the ground, 
pointed Keon. Sure enough, a huge rock monster was climbing to its feet. It towered over the trees. Ah, said Rami disgustedly. We were in its mouth. As they watched, the rock monster slowly turned away from them and strode off, crunching everything underfoot. Should we go after it? Rami asked. I don't think there's much even two cyborgs could do against a giant rock monster, said Keon. But there is something we can do. What's that? asked Rami. We can go home, said Keon. With our new cyborg legs and arms, it will be easy to stretch up and see above the trees. We'll finally be able to see where we're heading. Oh, I can't wait, admitted Rami. I want to show Dab what we can do with our new powers. Then we'd best get going, smiled Keon, and began to stretch. In seconds, they were both looking across the forest canopy, with trees stretching away from them in every direction. There, look, Rami, that's the way we came. Home is that way. Rami was already taking his first big stride. Race you, he shouted. Keon laughed and dashed to keep up. At this rate, he thought, they'd be home in no time. The end.